Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we bring theology and we bring it to the streets. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. And when I say us, I have my co-host with me, and he's been um, um, gone for a little bit, but he's back, uh, Pastor Michael Teddy. And before I even say who Pastor Michael Teddy is, I'm going to give him the mic right now. And he is going to explain who he is, because now we are involved in the Christian podcast community, and the Christian podcast community has only known Pastor Dominic Romaldi. Uh, but I do have a co-host that I probably, um, we do probably 70% of the shows together. Um, so with yeah. no further ado, we got some... Uh, covenantal uh, uh, business to tie up a little bit, uh, and then we'll probably go into another topic after that. But with no further ado, uh, street talkers, and and just quickly, uh, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Any questions? And 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 Pastor Michael will give you his information and where he's serving in India and and how the Christian podcast community and as well as Desert Sky Baptist Church and. Uh, where Michael's going to tell you where he's serving. We're together to bring the gospel um, not only to edify saints, but hopefully that we can bring people into salvation by by listening to what uh, we believe is, is sound biblical theology. Pastor Michael? Thank you so much for that, Pastor Dom. I mean, isn't it great? Uh, we've got co-hosts uh, sitting in two ends of the world yeah. uh, host, <laughs> hosting a podcast. Yeah. So hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Michael, Michael Teddy. Uh, I serve as the preaching pastor uh, at a small church down south um, in the southernmost tip of India in a city called Trivandrum in the state of Kerala. And uh, we're a church of about uh, 15 to 20 people attending, and we've got about eight to nine members. So we're a very small church, uh, but God's been good. And um, we're a reformed church, and uh, we love the word of God. We love teaching our people the word of God. And uh, uh, you can know more about us by visiting redemptionhill.in, which is our website. Or you can just, uh, you know, go if you go to our website, you can see our YouTube channel where we upload our sermons. And you can get a lot of material there. And uh, we just love serving the Lord. And we just love getting the gospel out in our community. And so you know, joining forces with Pastor Dom, this becomes so much more. So glad to be here. Oh, welcome. And it's, and he's, uh, he's, he's a fine theologian. And I'm saying that, I don't want to, it's, I'm not, so he's not saying that, but um, we had, we had did a, uh, also a conference together. We have to get that up on Sermon Audio, uh, Pastor Mike. Yeah, we do. We, we have two, two Q&A to finish Two more Q and A to finish editing. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you guys haven't really. We haven't. Fi the the uh, uh, the conference hasn't actually finished. I mean, as far as 
there's still there's still more stuff that uh, you guys have to do. We we did yeah we did record three three panel sessions, uh, right, but we right. were we finished rendering only one of them uh, and uploading them. We have two more to finish, uh, which hopefully we'll finish very soon and we'll have it uploaded and given to you guys so that you can put it up on Sermon Audio as well. Yeah, and we'll get it on the Christian Podcast community too. I think they'll yeah. enjoy that. Um, okay, so uh, the the topic where um, uh, me and Pastor Michael left off a few weeks ago, and I, I tried to, be, and, and, and again, you know, Pastor Michael, I don't know, uh, just quickly, um, let's uh, let's tell them about about that beautiful child of yours, just in case if people, <laughs> you know, we, we, we have to, uh, and, and how's your wife doing? And, and so explain that before we get into this. Uh, let's, let's tie up some family matters here. Yeah. Um, so I am a new dad. Uh, praise the Lord. For the first time. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And uh, it has definitely changed the way I see uh, the love of God. Uh, it has definitely changed the way I see uh, so many passages of Scripture. Changed, not theologically, but changed. It, it has deepened and intensified uh, <laughs> just the joy of knowing that I have a heavenly Father. You know, I, you know. So uh, we named a uh, baby boy Ethan. So his name is Ethan Michael Terry, and um, my wife's doing fine. Um, uh, she had to undergo surgery. She had to go through the C-section, and but she's doing fine. She's much better. The baby's getting better, and uh, he—I mean—he's growing fast. So, uh, so it's just a joy. And uh, I was telling my wife the other day. I was just holding him in my hand, and I was thinking what I would not give, you know, how what I would not give to pour my love on him so that he might know my love and that just changes the way you pray you know when you go stand before the lord you know that when the yeah. bible now says god loves you it for me it's taken on in a whole deeper dimension so now he's not now he's not telling you the he's not telling you the whole story <laughs> i was talking to him on the phone the other day and i'm saying how's the baby he says i'm reading him scripture right now <laughs> you, I, you know <laughs> I was cracking up. Um, my, so um, I said, man, Pastor Mike, imagine if he starts answering you back, right? Did, were you actually reading him just like uh, verses or? Yeah. So what I, so what, what I do from time to time is uh, I, I, uh, initially I used to just sit with him and uh, open Psalm 91 or Psalm 23. And I used to just <laughs> read it out to him. But then I realized that it's not so easy to, you know, just hold him and have the Bible next to you all the time. So now I have to memorize scripture. So when I'm holding him, I can just let it. <laughs> so let I it know now, now when he gets older, he'll say, Dad, see, I helped you. I helped you yeah, memorize yeah. scripture. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've in in our last um, in our last episode. I don't even. It's it's been so long. I don't even remember the last yeah. time we spoke. I I, I remember. Uh, you know, I'm 65 years old, and I had brain surgery, so I got an excuse. So I told Pastor Michael, <laughs> I says, "Man, I says uh, you better uh, fill me in on where we left off." But we, <laughs> but um, we did. We covered covenant theology um, with with respect. To dispensational theology, we just land here, but with respect, we're all brothers in Christ. That's that was not yeah. our plight. We just this is where we land. That doesn't mean we got everything right. We we, hey. we don't we don't dot we can't dot every i and cross every t. 
I have yeah. good brothers uh, that that know a, a lot more than myself that are dispensational, and we we honor and respect them. Um, but we yeah. do uh, land on covenant theology, so we wanted to get in the weeds a little bit with that, and and uh, I wanted to ask uh, Pastor Michael about the difference, how covenant theology. Uh, let me say better. The difference between um, the way Baptists believe covenant theology over against the way Presbyterians may believe. And again, all brothers, this is not salvational. We're we're not, you know, we are just trying to discuss things. Um, And things like this are edifying because, um, you know, Pastor Michael, you know, um, I'm sure if you speak to um if you stay uh, long enough in a room with a a solid presbyterian uh they might have you thinking about hey infant baptism look you know could very well be so and then yeah. if you you know so we want to give honor to all with this these are not salvational issues these are good discussional yeah. issues um right. and then um anyway so i'm going to i'm going to uh, pass the mic over to Pastor Michael on this, and this is his kind of forte. So he's going to explain the differences on um, what are true uh, brothers in Christ uh, that that uh, represent the Presbyterian doctrine compared to the Baptist doctrine, and just give an overview of that, and 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 praise the Lord for that. So we just know the different views. Is is that fair, uh, Pastor Mike? Oh yeah, it, it is indeed fair, and uh, you know. Uh, one of my favorite uh, theologians uh, of our time, of us, of this century, is R.C. Sproul. Oh, me too. And he's a Presbyterian. Me too. Like, me too. Um, love him. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's profound, deep, and so wonderful. I, you know, uh, before his passing, you know, I was just thinking, oh, I, I wish I could meet him. I, <laughs> I wish I could spend You'll some meet time him with him. Brother. I know, I, I know. Someday. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so you're absolutely right. This is an in-house discussion. This is a discussion amongst Christians, amongst believers. And, um, and you know, there are Christians. I know a lot of believers would ask the question, then why are we debating about it? If, you know, if, if it's not salvational, why are we discussing it? Uh, the point is uh, discussion is good. Differences in opinion is good. And uh, it, this all boils down to, like we've been saying in the previous uh, recordings of this covenant theology episode, is that covenant theology and dispensationalism and all of these things are basically attempts at harmonizing the Bible, which is important for every Christian. Amen. We have to be able to take Genesis to Revelation and be able to understand how the scripture lays out truth the redemptive history to us. And we have to be able to do that knowing that the Bible does not contradict itself. The Bible does not have errors in the sense of theological contradictions or any of that. The whole of the Bible from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation holds together as a single cohesive storyline. And and these are dispensationalism or covenant theology are grids or frameworks or attempts at uh, basically harmonizing the whole of the scripture together. And we all do that, whether we use these titles or not, 
um, at some level, we we all have to do that. You know, uh, you know, when you go to um, when you you know here here we say when we when you go to the children's uh, Sunday school, uh, you got children coming up with questions saying, "Hey, this part of the Bible says this, and that part of the Bible says that, and how can that be?" And you know, immediately you, you know you've got to harmonize the two texts to be able to tell them how they hold together. And so Pastor that's Michael, why this discussion happens. Yeah, and I uh, please um, my bad on that. But uh, what, what I'm hearing you saying, I think it's so important. <clears throat> what I think lacks today is we have to be deep thinkers, you, yeah. right? I mean, you know, I think that these are good discussions. They're, you know, iron sharpening iron, you know. Um, you can, like I said, we, we love the dear St. R.C. Sproul. And, but these are just discussions. Uh, for me, this is our life. So if we can't discuss these things, get in the weeds with these things, even with brothers that, you know, may differ on these, like you said, uh, tertiary things, um, you know, uh, I think it's good. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not thinking deeply about these things is something that even Paul, um, is, um, you know, Paul scolds in, in first Corinthians, you know, we read Paul say, I gave you milk. I couldn't give you solid food. And even now you're not ready for solid food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that, so there's an expectation that that even Paul gives us in scripture that as Christians, we are meant to move from milk to solid food like a baby would. And as we grow and mature in faith, we have to be able to think deeply and learn to think deeply. Just like your son will be preaching to you soon. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay, so the difference... Right. Getting in the weeds a little bit with covenant right. theology, the difference between why don't you give the Presbyterian view first? How's that? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, um, um, covenant theology, like I said, the framework as it harmonizes all of scripture, teaches that the way God relates with his people is by making covenants with them. And that's the nature in which the, the history unfolds. And that's the nature in which different seasons of history looks a little different is because the nature of the covenant God makes with his people. So to, to, to again, just quickly summarize, the first covenant that we see God make is a covenant he makes with Adam in, in the garden, right? And we call it the covenant of works. And so Adam was, you know, God made this covenant with Adam and uh, he was free to do, um, to take care, to till the land, to do all that he can without any sort of pain or sorrow or he was free. It was bliss. It was paradise. And in that paradise, God gave one condition that you can eat of all the trees, the fruit of all the trees, but of the tree of knowledge, you shall not eat. Right. And it was a covenant of works. You know, you you do this, you'll be blessed, you, but you do this and you'll be punished. There's a consequence. And again, yes. a covenant is essentially a contract with, you know, between two people. And it's a contract that is, you know, that is binding. And uh, when you break the contract, the consequence and the consequence of the covenant of works was that if Adam ate of tree of knowledge was that he would surely die. That was the uh, the consequence of breaking the covenant. And as we know, Adam broke the covenant. And spiritually and, died. Yeah, and he died. And uh, what followed through then was 
a subsequent series of covenants that God started making with Israel, his chosen people. He started with Abraham, the promise of Abraham about descendants, and so comes the nation of Israel, and then God starts making covenants with them. And so you see a lot of subsequent covenants that God makes with them. And what is so profound in those covenants is uh, unlike the covenant of works, uh, all of these covenants had a means of restitution. Meaning when, when God you know, told the people of Israel that if you obey me, you shall live. If you obey me, you shall, you shall have my blessing. You shall uh, live in peace. But we know that Israel always broke the commands of the Lord. And they always broke the covenant of God. But whenever they did that, God started making restitution. The animal sacrifices were uh, instituted, all foreshadowing something to come, right? They were all symbols of something to come, but the nature of the covenant seems to have changed. So the covenants clearly have stipulations like any other contract. They clearly have consequences, but they also seem to have a means of restitution. And uh, that's where uh, the reformers like to call the covenant of grace. So you have the covenant of work, which was broken. And then God started giving covenants, which were covenants of grace, uh, because there was means of restitution and these covenants, uh, you know, uh, could be upheld. And they believe, so So here's, here's where the distinctives come. So, uh, so the reformers originally, a lot of them, uh, they were Presbyterian in the sense that they were pedo-baptists. Mm. They believed in infant baptism, right? Uh, the nature of their belief was infant baptism. So even Luther and Calvin and all of them breaking from the Catholic church still upheld things like infant baptism. And the reasoning for uh, why they do infant baptism uh, was because of the understanding of covenants or covenant theology. So how they saw all the subsequent covenants after the covenant of works it was as the covenant of grace, right? So extending all the way through the Old Testament and through the New Testament, it's all overarching the covenant of grace. And they basically understood that covenant as a covenant that occurred in two administrations, which is the Old Testament and the New Testament. So same covenant of grace extending over two administrations. So it was administered a certain way there was a certain administration in the Old Testament, and then there's a certain administration in the New Testament. So what they begin to do is they begin to look at the Old Testament and New Testament, and they begin to look at what all can be seen as a continuity between the two testaments, between the two administrations. So I'll give you an example. In the Old Testament, if you had to be a covenant people of God, you had to get circumcised, right? That was the way in which you became part of the covenant people of God. Anyone, the sojourners, anyone who wanted to be a part of the covenant people of God had to be circumcised. Why? Because that's the covenant God made with Israel. Is that for the people of God to be a people of God, they had to be circumcised. And that's where the whole uh, understanding of covenant signs come into place. Um, so like we've been saying, a covenant is a contract 
with a certain set of requirements and there's a consequence if you break the covenant and um, if you keep the covenant, there is the reward of the covenant. And very often when covenants were given, a covenant sign also accompanied it. So for example, if you remember the covenant God makes with Noah, he makes a covenant with Noah and says, you know, I will not destroy the world again with such a flood. And, and the sign of my covenant with you is the rainbow, right? So the rainbow is a covenant sign. And God says, when I see the bow in the, in, in the sky, I will not, um, I will not uh, destroy the world again like that. And similarly, circumcision was a covenant sign, but it, it was a symbol that they had to, it was a ritual. It was something they had to do to become a covenant people of God. Now, when you come to the New Testament, how do you become the covenant people of God? And the Presbyterians would say that under this one covenant of grace, extending over these two administrations, baptism has a lot of continuity, just like circumcision had in the Old Testament. So, you can see two administrations. You have, you have Israel in the Old Testament and you have the church in the New Testament. You have circumcision in the Old Testament and you have baptism in the New Testament. So two administrations, one covenant, and therefore the nature of circumcision and the nature of baptism have a lot of similarities. And so that and, would be so that would be their hermeneutic, then that would be their how they would line up their um, their covenant sign would be infant baptism yeah. then. Um, right. Pastor Michael, we have, um, this is really interesting. We're at, uh, we got about three minutes left um, for this segment, but we, can, we need to come back because I want you to flush this out for us as best as we can. Um, yeah. Just a closing thought, and then I'll, cl I'll close, and then I'll ask you to come back if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, just a closing thought, uh, maybe for a minute or so. Yeah. So, uh, so when, when, when the Presbyterians look at that continuity between the two covenants, um, so in the Old Testament, uh, everybody, right, even the children were circumcised, they became the covenant people of God. Mm -hmm. But we know that not all of Israel were genuinely regenerate, saved, going to heaven saved. We know there were a lot of bad people in Israel. We know there were a lot of uh, people in Israel that uh, disobeyed God, kings that disobeyed God and uh, lived filthy lives and uh, wrecked uh, idol worship, all sorts of things. Uh, so the nature of the Old Testament was that in order to be the covenant people of God, you didn't have to be necessarily regenerate, genuinely saved. Uh, spiritually saved. Uh, you could be the covenant people of God through circumcision, but within that covenant community were genuine Christians. Right. Or, you know, in that time, we could call the genuine people of God. And so when the Presbyterian looks at the New Testament and imports that continuity, they apply the same principles. You can baptize infants who can become the covenant people of God, be part of the church, but that doesn't mean they're saved. That doesn't mean they're going to heaven. They still have to get saved. And so there's a lot of similarity in that structure, just as we see in Israel. And that's the Presbyterian view of covenant theology and why they are eager to baptize infants. 
Okay, so I'm gonna let me let's um let, let me end this segment, and then you'll come back. And there is a question, so I want to I want to pose that to you when we come back on the other side. So this hey. is uh, if that's okay. So this is a street talk theology with Pastor Dominic Romali and Pastor Michael Teddy. Um, one here in Casa Grande, Arizona, the other in, in India, uh, yeah. where we take sound theology by God's grace and bring it to the streets. Until next time, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you soon. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.